Houston President Power Parkinson's, and today we're really excited to expand on our POP Profile series um, by interviewing Dr. Brian Berman, a Professor of Neurology at VCU, Chair of the Movement Disorders uh, Division, as well as the Director of the VCU Parkinson's and Movement Disorder Center. Brian, thanks so much for being with us today. We're excited to have you. Well, thank you for the invitation. It's great yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, so I before we get started with our questions, I wanted to share on behalf of Power of Parkinson's how truly excited we are to have you uh, leading the way at the Parkinson's and Movement Disorder Center. So uh, welcome, and as your community partner, we're excited to uh, really uh, establish an even stronger relationship with the center. So tell us, yeah, um, as we begin our discussion, tell us a little bit about what got you into um, uh, neurology and specifically movement disorders um, in your career. Yeah, sure. So I, I first became interested in neuroscience probably in the 90s, uh, early 1990s, which was called the decade of the brain. And um, two, two advancements that had happened that it really caught my eye. One was the development of functional MRI. This was a tool to study the activity of the brain and people. Um, and then also around that time, there was a, a study in Colorado uh, where they um, were implanting stem cells into patients with Parkinson's disease. I was just really fascinated by that. And so, um, but my undergraduate took me, uh, was in physics and I ended up doing a, a graduate program in medical physics. I worked for a few years, but then I uh, realized my passion was neuroscience and taking care of people. And so I uh, ended up applying to medical school at the University of Colorado and starting there and um, the year 2000. And while I was there, you know, the, um, uh, they have a program where you uh, sort of work alongside another physician. And I said, well, I'm pretty sure I want to be a neurologist because of how much I love neuroscience. Uh, can you just help me up with that neurologist? And so they um, did. And it turned out he was a movement disorder neurologist in the community. And so I got to spend um, time with him and just really uh, love seeing his uh, care for these patients and all the different treatment options that were available to him. And Otherwise, even at that time, doing botulinum toxin injections, deep brain stimulation and surgeries. And so um, it really caught my uh, attention. And uh, really since then, I've been hooked on the, the specialty and haven't looked back since. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, as you begin this next chapter um, of your career at VCU Health, tell us a little bit about what attracted you to VCU Health and specifically the VCU Parkinson's and Movement Disorder Center. Sure. Well, the... Um, I mean, the things that attracted me most to VCU, just the, just the diverse, warm, welcoming community uh, that's here. That was probably the biggest draw. I really, um, VCU has a particular focus on developing the neuroscience research, and that was especially attractive. I think also just the ability to uh, clearly the impact that the local philanthropic community um, had, both on the Parkinson Center and the whole Department of Neurology, really was very appealing as well. And those sort of all helped lead me to, to accept the position and come out here. So are you muted, maybe? We got you, Dr. Berman. We're oh, you got me. Okay, I heard a muted there. So um, we're delving uh, into some of the center's goals. Yeah. So um, you know, some of my more specific goals then are, uh, you know, looking at. Uh, developing our multidisciplinary clinical programs, both in Parkinson's disease and other movement disorders, um, to try to really expand the research portfolio of our group, um, to do more research on exercise and its impact on Parkinson's, 
uh, sleep and its role in cognition and neurodegeneration in Parkinson's disease, as well as look at um, other research in deep brain stimulation, dystonia, dementia. So it's sort of expanding the profile. And, uh, and then in addition to that, really just watch, uh, um, uh, we've talked about getting our fellowship program up and running. This is a really key component of a movement disorder program. And so that's uh, high on my priority for the next uh, near term. And then also working with you, with working with Bob, uh, just to increase accessibility to educational resources, to exercise programs in this region uh, is really one of my top goals as well. That's fantastic. I think you already have a great pulse check on the community because we found just in terms of pop that there's such a thirst for knowledge and information among the community. So you all offering programs to support that is fantastic. Um, so I wanted to move on to the next question. Um, working with neurological disease and degenerative neurological disease um, is certainly taxing due to the inevitable decline of the patient. Tell me how you remain optimistic and passionate about this domain that you're working in? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think it's, it's easy to stay optimistic just because we continue to see these steady advances in our knowledge, in the medical science, ability to treat uh, specific symptoms. And so that really helps fuel my enthusiasm uh, for the f future in, in this field. And I think, um, you know, when I treat patients and care for them, I really try to focus on, um, you know, th helping them live their best life possible. I mean, everyone is going to be afflicted by something and, and have to deal with challenges. And so it's really just helping people live their best lives at whatever stage or whatever condition they find themselves uh, affected by. Okay. Well, what, of course, Parkinson's disease in and of itself is a tough diagnosis for anyone. Um, what uh, advice would you give to those who are newly diagnosed or who've just battled the disease for 10, 15 years to help them navigate through the course of, of the disease? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is a big question. And I, um, I know the answer could go on for quite uh, a long uh, discussion. The, um, you know, if I, I guess some of the few points that I would say that are uh, relevant here is, is one is, is that certainly when anyone's newly diagnosed is to focus on the present and um, to not get overwhelmed by what things might be coming down the road or what they might have done in the past up to this point, really, you know, focusing on the present and figuring out what, what can be done to help improve their life and make it better today, I think is a really key part of it. Um, the other things is to pace themselves. Uh, I think, you know, in anybody's face with a new diagnosis, um, it's just, there's so much information. So it can be very overwhelming and you know, how they manage talking to their families or their plans or just so many things come up. And it, these are not um, you know, so rapid that you can't uh, first just take it one sort of step at a time um, and really you know, get the details for what's relevant at the moment. And then finally, um, at any stage, really, I think my one of the driving factors for my clinical practice is to try to keep people active and to keep them positive. Um, I really believe in the power of positivity. And I think um, Newton's first law of motion is something I bring up, maybe perhaps because my physics background, um, but it's that a, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. And so really, I think it's one of the key things, is just um, you know, trying to keep people active and positive uh, and that this can really have an impact both on their health outcomes 
and their quality of life. And there's a quite considerable amount of data that, that supports that. Well, there's, of course, a lot of research um, going on in the Parkinson's world right now. Um, we heard a lot of it last, during last Friday's, for those of you who tuned in, uh, last Friday's technology level was wonderful. And a lot of research is being done right here in our backyard in Richmond. Um, so tell us, Dr. Berman, what's something that, or maybe a few research projects that you're specifically excited about? Yeah, so, um, well, as you saw our webinar from last week, we have a lot of uh, interesting technological uh, types of research going on, but really there's quite a breadth of research that we're doing. We're looking at uh, novel treatments for motor symptoms or motor complications, some of the issues we deal with certain medications in Parkinson's. We have uh, new novel treatments for non-motor symptoms, um, such as constipation and uh, these technological advances or non-pharmacologic options, uh, vibration therapy for the freezing of gait. These are really innovative and it's very exciting to be, to be here and part of that. Uh, and then there's also, um, you know, I think some neuroimaging studies, both that, um, that are going on here, they're looking at new ways to try to help maybe predict which uh, Parkinson's patients might have trouble with cognition and also um, other conditions uh, like dystonia that I'm doing some research in imaging wise and um, and also uh, starting to sleep research here and just the role uh, that that has in terms of um, improving cognition and preventing uh, disease progression and then perhaps even the connection between exercise and sleep might be something that we pursue uh, so really lots of exciting things and um, new ideas and proposals coming in all the time and we're excited to actually expand our, our interdisciplinary sort of collaborative research, uh, which is one of the goals uh, I have moving forward. Yeah, I think that's fantastic that you shared such an array of diverse research because uh, you know, first and foremost, and certainly the people with Parkinson's do, the disease is so diverse and there's so many components of it, cognitive um, components, motor components, so it's neat to see research again, right here in Richmond being done um, on the, an array of facets of the disease. So um, I think that's really exciting. Um, I would be remiss, of course, not to mention COVID-19 during an interview. Unfortunately, one day we'll not talk about COVID, but I'm hoping you can share a few takeaways um, to people with Parkinson's, some things that they can help kind of wade through this new normal that hopefully will one day go away and it will, uh, but provide them with a few takeaways on how to navigate this world as they also navigate a Parkinson's diagnosis um, and journey. Yeah, no, great question. I mean, this, right, we, we continue, all of us, we think about it probably every single day still, and it's, um, you know, many patients with Parkinson's disease or other movement disorders, they have questions about their health and about COVID-19, about the vac vaccines. And you know, I guess in general, what I say that it's important to follow the general um, you know, guidelines in terms of lowering your risk to be exposed and to, to get COVID. So social distancing still matters, wearing masks, um, frequently washing your hands. Those are all still important to maintain, even when people have been vaccinated, um, because we still, we just don't have all the answers right now. And so uh, we need to be, play, play it safe. And then in terms of getting vaccinated, the, you know, the, the latest, there's lots of discussion amongst the Parkinson's experts and, uh, and others. Um, so this, this is not just something novel. We've been discussing this and it's really agreed upon uh, by nearly everyone that it's important for them to get vaccinated still. 
and so I would encourage patients to do that, but really because each person and individual has their own uh, personal uh, medical history and I uh, can't just say that for everyone. So they really need to discuss this with their neurologist or their primary care provider to make sure that it's um, you know, the right thing for them. Okay. Well, for my final question, um, we've learned a lot about your career journey and your aspirations for the center, but hopefully you can share a little tidbit about what you do on your personal time for folks to get to know you a little bit more as you assimilate into the Richmond community. Uh, share a little bit about that space for us. <laughs> Sure. So when there's time, which there hasn't been so much lately since right. getting here, but um, when, when I do have time, I mean, I say, you know, I really enjoy spending time with my, my family and my, my two sons. Um, I <clears throat> try to play guitar when I, when I get some free time. I love to go hear music, go to concerts. So I'm looking forward to when they're, they're back. Uh, I love traveling, um, all kinds of, uh, usually go uh, out of the country at least once a year. And uh, I, I run a lot and I just um, I engage in all kinds of outdoor activities. So I love hiking, biking, snowboarding. I haven't done that much here though. And, uh, but there has been some snow, so I just need yeah. to check that out. You brought it with you. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited to see what Richmond has and looking forward to it to be more open this summer, hopefully. And uh, Wonderful. So out. for those of you who are listening, we'll plan a, a mini concert for you and you'll be playing your guitar for everybody. <laughs> time to practice. For me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, Dr. Mormon, thank you so much for being with us today. We're excited to uh, share this video with our listeners so they can get to know you a little bit more and your goals uh, for the center. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk with you and look forward to working with you more in the coming months and years. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Take care.